0: Garrett, I have a question. Sure. It's pronounced know.
1: Krasoska. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're going to ask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Garrett Krasoska. Yeah, you got it. You got All it. All right. All right. Cool. Buzz, buzz, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week, guess what? We have a New York Times bestseller in the house. That's insane. I never thought I would be inter- interviewing someone with that title. I've got Jarrett Krasowska in the house. He writes everybody's favorite lunch lady. He writes Jedi Academy. He is a super talented illustrator and artist. And he's here to talk to me. Someone tricked him into doing it. I don't know how it happened, but here we are. Jarrett, how you doing tonight, sir?
1: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Buzz. <laughs> how are
0: you? <laughs> i congr- good.
1: Congratulations on uh, your pronunciation of Krasowska. So you passed the you passed the test.
0: God, thank God. <laughs> Woo. That's, that's this is my one. version
1: of the red M&Ms <laughs> or green M&Ms or brown m and or whatever that floor was. Where where are you? Like where are you in the world, Blake?
0: I am in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in the I'm in the liberal the little blue liberal dot in the <laughs> Bible <God>. belt. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah, man, I won't uh, I won't I won't drop any like weird Conservative agenda on you or anything? Uh, like, no, I'm not worried. We're...
1: Look, I I travel around the country enough to know that um, you know he- headlines are one thing, but people who live in communities is another thing entirely. Yeah.
0: I usually start this off by telling people, you know, uh, to say what you want to say and, and, you know, like, just don't get as canceled. But I, I told my friends, like, I told my friends, like, hey, I'm nervous because you're a freaking New York Times bestselling author, which is it's
1: so really bad. not that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. Well, for... <laughs> I,
1: have, I can get my wife down and she could make you feel uh, <laughs> that I'm just... Surface level. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. But I was, I was nervous because I was like, I was like, I feel, I was like, he, you know, he writes books for kids. And, and like, you know, I, I I haven't even been doing my own show for a year now. I've been podcasting for a little over a year, but like the Blake's Buzz thing started in July. And, uh, Well, my blog started in March and the podcast started in July. But I was like, I was like, man, I feel like I I need to like watch my mouth in case this guy's fans want to listen to him and like.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I have a young adult book too that has a lot of curse words. Like, oh really? Yeah, it's about my mother. My my mother was addicted to heroin, so it's about growing up with addiction and um, you know, and it's 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 amongst the wave of of books that are being challenged and banned across the country.
0: Which one's that? Because I I thought I researched you pretty well, like. it's oh, called
1: like, it's called hey kiddo
0: that's the only one I, okay so like i i kind of I, I read some jedi academy oh nice I, I read lunch lady and i read uh or i i tried to find uh what is it, the platypus police platypus police squad yeah oh my god like they say not to judge a book by its cover but like those <laughs> was like I, I i felt so weird i was like i'm a 36 year old man i want this i got this <laughs> set of four hardcovers. It's the lens
1: flare. It's the lens flare off the glasses that makes you want it. <laughs> um, okay, well, you yeah. know, what is those those books uh, were written to feel like Lethal Weapon, like it's an 80s cop movie for kids.
0: Oh, that's see, that yeah. just sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just sounds, uh, but but yeah, so I, I just figure uh, uh, I'll do I'll do a quick intro uh, sure. one more one more time. How do I say your last name?
1: So I'll tell you a story, and that'll that'll help you out. Okay. So I grew up just outside of Boston. You know, wicked thick accent where we drop a Oz and my grandfather used to tease me growing up, and he'd say, "You know, when you were born, we we're gonna name you Oscar," and then my name would have been Oscar Krasoska. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't play as well from the Midwest and South when I tell that story, but
0: (laughs) Oscar Krasoska,
1: yeah, because I I I remember the first time I went to Texas and they were like Krasosker, like no, I say I say Oscar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome! All right, Krasoska. All right okay all right so i'll do like a little i do like a little hype up interview and then and then we're just then we're just gonna chat and cool. you know I you know we just we just kind of talk and you know we obviously want to talk about your book you know because sure. you're trying to sell books even though I, I feel like your books sell themselves from what i've <laughs> read about you which is awesome
1: well i mean i'm loving uh working with david at uh what is this company called like i forget
0: though the super fan yeah,
1: yeah 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 so so my publisher and you know they're they're like they're a children's publisher and blunch lady was first published in 2009 and they just never got it into like comic book shops, you know. Like, and I'd be going to my local comic book shop, and I'd be coming home from book tour, and and I, you know, I'd be picking up either a monthlies or whatever latest graphic novel, and uh, like they never had my book. <laughs> 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 and so, so David is just—I mean—I've been so grateful just to meet so many folks that are they're in the comics media world because it's. You know it's it's um it's children's comics have come a long way you know and we can get into it in the in the interview if you want to but um you know the mainstay publishers like you know i i remember being like hey there's this thing called free comic book day we should do it And they're like i don't know <laughs> like it's a big deal guys
0: it is it is it's it's, it's bigger now too like it, yeah. it, i feel like every year every year it, it escalates and there's more and more issues and more special stuff that you know shops can do and yeah yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird world i love super fan promotions because they so usually like uh, you know my my home my internet home spot is twitter that's where my main audience is yeah, yeah. and uh and so you know usually i gotta like you know, kiss a lot of ass, you know, on Twitter and, and I'll, uh, you know, I, I know how to play the game too, right? Like I'll, yeah. I'll post like uh, a bunch of books that I bought and be like, oh, like, oh, I bought these books and, and tag them and the writer will like it. And then I'll be like, oh, would you ever want to come on my podcast? Yeah. And, but super fan, like they, they like my show and they like me for, for some reason, which is awesome. But they'll, uh, they'll email me and they'll be like, hey, do you want to, do you want to talk to this person? And, and I'm like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> That's yes, awesome. I do. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're super cool and, and, and they seem like real good people. So, um,
1: yeah, I mean, I've only ever met them over zoom, like everyone else in my life over the past two years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel. I I really want to go see Batman, and I'm like,
1: oh, I'm dying. I'm
0: yeah, wait. but I'm I'm like, I, I mean, I'm fully vaxxed and and everything, and like, but I have not been. I go to the store, right? Like, that's mm. about it. The other day, yeah. my dad, my sister, and I went to World Market, and that felt like a vacation, right? I was like, yeah, I was like, what wow, international
1: foods. I was
0: <laughs> like, oh, this is, and we, and we bought all this candy, and like, I went I went for coffee and bought like a $15 bag of coffee and then spent, I think my sister, my sister went hard. Like she got all this ramen stuff, but I mean, I think my dad, like we bought like 60 bucks worth of candy and, and like just hung out and ate it. And like, and, and it was, but it was it, it, like, that was an adventure, right? Like it, it yeah. was something new yeah. and, and it was, and, but I still don't know if I'm ready to sit in a pack.
1: No, I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm planning on like maybe Tuesday night, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday of next week. I mean, I, I, I know it released early and like just IMAX mm-hmm. like on Tuesday, this past Tuesday. And I just couldn't go like Spider-Man, for instance, no way home. I was like, like for me, I was never Marvel or DC. I was, I was Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men. Like that was my holy trinity of, of comics. So I love your beanie, by the way. You're and, uh,
0: you're already good people in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And so
1: I was like, I have to see this because I spent a lot of time on Twitter too. And like, I'll be goddamned if I, if I get this spoiled for me
0: right you know what
1: I'm like about. i like i wasn't able to watch mandalorian every week and i'm like fucking luke skywalker thanks everybody <laughs> you know and so um so uh and it was it was Dece- the night before my birthday my birthday is december 22nd and i'm like this is all i want for my birthday and so i i went the night before 10 p.m by myself sat you know i was able to choose my seat online double masked and it was glorious and there was nice. like four people in the theater
0: See, I'm kind of wondering if like maybe Saturday or Sunday, like or the first showing. I'm wondering if I can like sneak in and. Yeah, it's still maybe. opening yeah. weekend, so I, I'm like, who knows? Like,
1: I'm just gonna have to like stay off Twitter
0: until. Yeah, that's and, and See, I... I, yeah. my my nerd job is on Twitter. Like, it's yeah. very hard for me to stay off. Twitter.
1: Well, then my thumb just does this when I'm not. Like, I'm like, I need to. I need more information. You know, like, yeah. you know, I'll go to the. You know, it's trending, but it's trending for you. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure not everyone has you know all of the armageddon news plus star wars plus is that professor x in the new trailer (laughs) for for dr strange
0: yeah it's it's uh i I love the internet and it has opened a whole bunch of doors for me but it it's it it definitely has its its aggravations and i i do not understand the fascination with spoilering stuff like I, the, I and it's like I know people like people get off on it and God. it it. luckily it hasn't been as bad it, it was really bad with uh, WandaVision wandavision oh, yeah. i felt like i had to get up at six o'clock in the morning yep. like before work watch the episode and and now <laughs> yeah. I was safe right uh luckily the other the other ones like weren't as bad uh th- because people didn't
1: care about them as much <laughs> yeah
0: like it was it was like after wandavision people were like all right we're done uh, we're yeah done well, i don't
1: yeah wh- whatever jeremy renner kind of down here <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah but yeah it's, it's uh i just keep so like my favorite bat film is uh, is Mask of the Phantasm? And, oh, that's, yes, that's and, great and I love it. And I I remember like my dad taking me to see that movie when I was a kid. Um, Batman the animated series was very special to me because uh, my we I may, I might cut this in because this is a good conversation. But like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, when I was younger, uh, my mom's family was real religious, right? So my mm-hmm. dad made this promise to my mom and and her mom that. My sister and I, he would put through private school. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like my dad worked numerous jobs. And then finally he got a job at the school as a maintenance man and they cut our tuition. Uh, But before that, there was a time where he was like, he was a, he had a, he was a pest control, he had a pest control business for a while and lost it. And then like, uh, but he, he worked at, a he, he was like a gas station in a, in a maintenance man. And for a couple of to- years, he worked at like two different schools. So like my dad always had like multiple jobs and my mom worked at sprint and then got a good job or my mom worked at a bank and then got a good job at sprint. But regardless, like my when we were younger, my dad had to kind of hustle to like keep yeah, us in school. Yeah, yeah. So when I got out of school, my I would stay at my grandparents' house until my parents got off work. And so we'd be, you know, my sister and I would be at my grandma and grandpa's until like six or seven o'clock till one of the parents came and picked us up. And so after school, I would always watch uh Batman the Animated Series with my oh. grandpa. Like he was real into it.
1: Oh, that's cool. So
0: yeah. So like really we, cool. I like I you know, like just that part, like we had like a spe- like was special to me. And then it they put this movie out, and my dad took me one night to see it. And even my dad was like, Wow, this is really good. And, I don't remember it was in theaters. I don't yeah, remember being in theater. That's amazing. It was for a while it was it was the only anime and I Okay. I may be wrong about this, but until, um, until, uh, Spider-Verse, it may have been the only big two animated film to ever be in theaters. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure wow. that's right. Uh, but yeah, so it had this huge theatrical release. Uh, it blew me away. It was really dark. It was creepy. It was intense. For a long time, that's been my favorite, and and a lot of other people share that opinion that it's like the best Batman movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And all I'm seeing on Twitter now is is all these nerds that I trust and follow, and like other other reviewers, other podcasters, other writers are like, uh, it's number two now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, my God. it's the like, it's the, it's mean? the definitive
1: <laughs> it's the definitive Batman. Now you imagine like being Michael Keaton. You're 70, you're going to squeeze back into the Batsuit after all this time, and you're just about to come back, and they're like it's that guy now <laughs> <laughs> it's the vampire the vampire is Batman yeah
0: yeah <laughs> but you know the, the the same thing happened with Heath Ledger though like when when they announced Heath Ledger was going to be uh the Joker a lot of people were like what oh yeah like yeah yeah 10 things I hate about or not, yeah 10 things, ten I, things hate I hate, I hate about, about you guys is is, is going to be the Joker okay that's going to fail and he and made it, J- he made Jack Nicholson look like uh Cesar Romero oh yeah yeah he was like the yeah he, he like he made him look like a little goofy cartoon yeah that's, yeah. A, that's such a good comparison wow you <laughs> must, must be a writer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes uh but yeah so anyways I'm just I'm real excited and I just really want to go and and so yeah part of me is like get over the COVID fear and the other part of me I haven't had it like no I've been smart and have not gotten
1: I, I haven't had it either and and how am I Going to remain so smug
0: if I get <laughs> right it, at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I love seeing those like memes and gifs of like uh, when they like uh, like the first one was like Neo in the Matrix when he's dodging yes. bullets, and, and then Mario like, with people, all yeah, the fireballs. People that haven't had COVID yet, and I'm like, that's me, <laughs> me <laughs> right. suckers.
1: Like my mental health is suffering greatly, but I didn't get COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, all of this started uh, like when I started podcasting with friends because uh, I was missing the social interaction. Yes. Uh, and then I found out that like podcast drama is the thing, and like people that start podcasts are like real hot headed and like don't necessarily want your input, even though you're like all on this like thing together. And any anyway, I ended up like bouncing around a couple shows and and finally just being like, you know, I'm gonna do my own thing. And and then I found success in that because I mean, I guess I'm I guess I'm good at talking to people. I you are I worked in a, I worked in a bar for seven years, so I'm used to. <laughs> I'm used to talking to people and then I for my day job I remotely run uh, home inspector offices all over the country so I talk to realtors and fresh home buyers all day and try and like lower their stress about buying a new home and scheduling home and so I just all I do is talk to people and like and you know, this part I'm passionate about, I'm not super passionate about talking to people about homes they're buying. Cause I went to college. <laughs> so like, I'm never gonna be able to buy one, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm never gonna, I got those student loans instead of a mortgage. So anyway, but yeah, American. like, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm I'm just very excited about it. And there's a very good vibe. Like I have not seen one person Actually nope, that's that's a lie. One person told me or commented on a thread today that I was talking to people and he was like, "Yeah, my friend said it's it's a it's a Riddler movie, not a Batman movie." and then another podcaster was like that's weird because the riddler's in it for like 20 minutes and it's a three-hour movie and so i was like <laughs> i was like well that's a hot take <laughs> yeah
1: oh uh, no i i and i don't know why but i get sucked into it too and i i hate opening twitter and being and when i see the last jedi is trending and i'm like hey, come on you know Still?
0: <laughs> you move move on <laughs> that's yeah i always feel bad because i uh uh, I, I don't have a lot of – I'm not highly opinionated on Star Wars. I'm getting back into it but because uh, of High Republic. I'm digging the High Republic stuff. Uh, but I'm one of those people that I really liked Solo. <laughs> everybody's, like, <laughs> everybody's like, no, it's trash. You don't like Star Wars if you like Solo. And I'm like, well, it's a good movie. Like, I don't know. Like
1: I, dad, I, the whole time I saw Solo, all I could think of was – what would Phil Lord and Chris Miller have done as directors? <laughs> like, I bet this and that part or this or that part would have been so much better. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, and I liked Last Jedi a lot. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, I actually just started getting back into, like, all the series stuff because... I kinda had to take a, a cleanse, I guess, because I was I was writing for, for Star Wars for, for a couple of years. So I was so entrenched in all of it. I was like, I need to just enjoy it as a fan now, not as a work oh, thing. Yeah. Because yeah. anytime you know a movie would come out, I would be, I mean, obviously I was entertained and enjoying it, but also thinking of what what could I take from this to bring into Jedi Academy which are those, those books aren't canon. So it's kind of like playing off the entire thing and having fun with it. Like I couldn't contradict canon, mm-hmm. but you know um if I had a scene with a band, I could draw the various different musical creatures throughout the, the, you know, the various trilogies.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I, lo- I loved how you, uh that your first uh Jedi Academy uh OGN felt like uh Harry Potter going to Hogwarts. I just, <laughs> I just loved it. But you, sir, uh okay it's funny because you guys before we started officially we we were talking about batman and after reading uh his uh new lunch lady there's there's so many batman-esque uh nods and easter eggs and just the the bat cave under the elementary school right like i (laughs) love that uh we and then there's there's also the you know we have like this uh alfred-esque uh james bond you know uh gadget maker and how, what is it like writing lunch lady cuz i you're just like all goofy all the time you do whatever you want your humor is great as a 36 year old man <laughs> i had so, i had so much fun reading it Thanks, and man. and like is it how how fun is that to write like i i just feel like i feel like you're your mentality like in this in this world that you've built like when you're like in the zone I just I feel like it's just got to be like a blast
1: it you know it's it is a blast and and I I write to entertain the kid that I was and I feel that most most writers do that you know either you're writing for the books that we wish we had or the, the kind of books we enjoyed and you know the style of writing that I used for lunch lady was inspired directly from the comics I wrote in fifth grade So I had in fifth grade, I had this comic called Lightning Man and I was rereading it and, you know, it has all of those like very like on the nose dialogue, you know, and, uh, you know, and and of course, at that time, I was watching a lot of Batman 66 on reruns. I was a huge (laughs) Batman fan. And, you know, I just leaned into that the campiness of this lunch lady world, she's Like Batman, she does not have superpowers, but she's smart, and she's strong, and she she has all of these spy gadgets like her assistant Betty invents things like the spatu copter or the fish stick oh, nunchucks or the sport yes. phone you know and and I'm just so lucky that the
0: cannoli or the, the, the cannoli oculars the, the cannoli oculars yeah. <laughs>
1: like... and, and I just feel so lucky that um I can re- oh, you know I feel lucky that I can remember the kind of stuff I liked at that age and that kids that age are still into that campy goofy humor because uh, I, I I've I get to hear from readers all the time over the past several years. Um, You know, the last new lunch lady book prior to this was, was 2014. And, and the very first one ever was 20, 2009. And I did did 10 books in a very short amount of time. And I, and I, and I said, I just need to take a break because I want to scratch other creative itches. Um, I want to write something more intense. I want to write something, you know, I, I was invited to do Jedi Academy. Uh, But once a week, and I kid you not, like once a week, I would hear from a reader somewhere, be it uh, at a school visit or at a bookstore or a a fan letter or a tweet from a parent, like, when is the next Lunch Lady book coming? Uh, But what really pushed it over the edge is when when my kid, my middle kid, who, who was having some trouble getting into reading, learned how to read with the Lunch Lady books and then suddenly the dad of the year the call call is coming from within the house when is the next book
0: (laughs) oh wow that's so cool though man that's so rad
1: it is rad man i like it's it is rad as heck man yeah
0: what uh so as you mentioned the so the last one was 2014 but now we are we're we're getting these new editions, and and you're getting you're getting the hardcover treatment, right? I feel like that's one of like the writer goals, like okay, like we 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 you, we put out this book, right? And 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 you've released several of them, and and they were all soft covers, and then and then they want to call you back, and they're like, hey, we want to give you a deluxe hardcover. We're gonna put, <laughs> put two volumes together, full color, mash them up, re-release them, rebrand them get you on a bunch of weirdos podcasts (laughs) get get you out there get through the press works what's what's that like i mean you know because you're you're working still and you're doing stuff and then to kind of like have this uh this new gust of 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 wind and fresh air behind like an old property of yours yeah to get it into to new hands and new schools and hope yeah. hopefully comic book shops. Attention comic book <laughs> shops, by the way, get this man's comics on your shelves. <laughs>
1: I tell you what, I started thinking about these books in 2001. Wow. So I, w- I was 23 years old. I ran into my old lunch lady from childhood she told me about her grandkids and it really took me off guard that she existed outside of the school cafeteria even at 23 (laughs) like what she has this whole other life that she didn't run by me you know like she didn't tell me anything about and it and it took me about four or five years to figure out this idea needed to be told as a comic and and it was on 2005 I remember I, I put together this pitch to my pub cause I was publishing picture books, uh, for, for Knopf books, which is a part of random house. Right. And, um, like Baghead, uh, Bubble Bath Pirates, Punk Farm, and I said, I know I'm, I'm publishing picture books with you guys, but I have this idea for a graphic novel. And yeah. they were, they said, like they, they, like we love the idea, we love the idea. I said, so says we have no idea how to put this book out. Like we're not even a graphic novel is gonna succeed in you know children's bookstores and and in, in school libraries. And so I woefully went to my MySpace blog. <laughs> To type up (laughs) you know i put on the death cab for cutie so i could feel so emo and say i have this idea i really believe in it and and uh and a year later uh and i i didn't have a a literary agent then you know i was just doing it on my own and things started getting busier with the picture books and there was interest for some film stuff and i was like i I can't manage all this, this stuff on my own so my literary agent said, like, this idea is is so good. Um, and she basically said to the publisher, like, look, if you don't want it, I'd be happy to send it to another publisher. Uh, but in that year, they kind of figured out a way that they could put the books out that sort of made sense for them at the time. So that was uh, limited color. Like it was, you know, they were like, "Hey, you get black ink, and then you get a second color. Choose wisely, because <laughs> that's the color <laughs> you're gonna get." And so we chose yellow based on that, you know, iconic dishwashing rubber glove, and 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 um, and they were paperback, as you said, and they were and they were sort of designed to be. To fit into the smallest pocket of a backpack of a kid's backpack,
0: like a like a like an old like an old nickel novel, like from, yeah, from from the way before times, like before our, before our old man times, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it we was closer to the last pandemic, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and so and um and you know um. Thankfully, you know, school librarians and and independent booksellers uh, kept getting those books into readers' hands, and they continued to do well long after I was putting out new books. and And the publisher approached me to say, "Would you like to revisit this?" and and we'd we'd put the old books out in full color and then you would write new adventures as well. Um, so yeah, like full color, hardcover, bigger too. They're taller and they're twice as long you know and, and and these these collections take two of the original books and even back then i remember once pleading you know that the, the original books were 96 pages long and i'm like could i have like another 12 to tell this one story <laughs> and the answer i got was but then the price point will go up a dollar and we don't think anyone will buy it <laughs> So so it is incredibly gratifying to have this idea I never gave up on, and, you know, and here we are 21 years later, like the idea could legally drink <laughs> <laughs> and it's back. And so it's thrilling.
0: So they weren't full color originally.
1: Just black and yellow and the white wow. of the paper.
0: Yeah, because the color is great. Like I I very much like enjoyed Uh, the, the, uh, the robot, uh, the robot, uh, subs, the robot, substitute cyborgs. Yeah. I gotta,
1: I gotta give a shout out to, so Joey Weiser, is a graphic novelist and, and he and I, de- he and I designed like the color scape of it. And then he he did most of the heavy lifting in, in the coloring of the book.
0: Okay. Cause you're, but, you, so you drew it. You're, you're, it's your line work, right? Your line work and your, work. It's,
1: it's my line work. And uh you know, the original incarnation was meant to look like, uh you know, an old comic that had hadn't been printed correctly. So like the color, the yellow would bleed beyond okay. that black ink. And I colored the first four on my own. And then Joey came on for books five through 10 when it was just black and yellow. And and we have a great system. Like, you know, I have created like a more or less a style guide for all of the characters. He puts the colors in and then the files come to me. I add things. I might modulate the light. I might, you know, add something extra. Uh, but it's a it's a great it's a great workflow that we have together.
0: That's awesome. So I automatically think you're super cool because you're just getting young people into comics and you're yes. and you're starting them. You know, you're 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 getting them their fix early and then <laughs> like making them want it. But you know, like I I think graphic novels, I think comic books are very important, and I love I love uh, the the kind of like. Duality of it of how like you get the written prose part and you also visually you you get the visual as well and it it makes you experience the story differently and and maybe maybe more thoroughly even um, and. I just, in a world where, so, like, I went to grad school, I was in an MFA program, and, and I I dropped out, because it just, life stuff happened, but, mm-hmm. like, I remember when I was really into comics, and I was, um, I was writing a lot of, of creative nonfiction, and I was a bouncer in a bar, and I was writing about the bar life, and I was being stupid, and doing stupid stuff, because I was just around it all the time, and and my, my thesis advisor, when I mentioned one time and he was like, I was like, I want to make a comic book. And he was like, oh, that's cute, Blake. Okay. Like, really? <laughs> that's what you want to do. And he like kind of shamed me about it and it, it messed me up. And, and then my, um, my actual academic advisor, uh, told me that I was messing up and not reading enough real literature when I wanted to take a, a sci-fi course from a professor I liked at this university. And. And she, and I learned so much from her. So like I don't want to like act like she never helped me. But when I, when I was like trying to experiment in like genre fiction and stuff, like I, I was almost like held back from that and was like, no, maybe you shouldn't do this. And so it was just it kind of like bummed me out. And the more and more I read comics, and it's like, yes, they're comic books, but it's still literature. You're still it reading. is. It you is the
1: literature. And, and, you know, and, and you still hear this fr- from teachers and, and my knee jerk reaction, you know, because now I, I've had comics that have that go into school libraries and and classrooms, uh, you know, for 11 to 12 years now. And there's still some adults who would say to their kids, don't get a comic, mm-hmm. only a real book right, from the library. And 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 my knee-jerk reaction was always, and, and perhaps this is of some of the listeners, that you think it's a generational thing in that it's the elder adults and educators, but no man, it's it's the brand new ones. <laughs> because <laughs> the, the the teachers that have been around know that these books get kids reading. Yep. And they hook kids on reading. And um there there's still is that that prejudice against the format you know and 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 sometimes people don't understand like you know it's not a genre it's a format you know you could take baby mouse by matt home and jenny home and miles by art spiegelman like just because they both have mice and their words and pictures like they're not for the same age group yeah, right? Like definitely. baby mouse is for like the early elementary set so uh, one of the you know most frustratingly heartbreaking stories and i could tell you is i was i was meant i was going out to visit a school and I, I had a i had a fly there and that librarian had a best friend who was a librarian at another school and so that librarian was so excited. Like Jared Krasoski is going to be here. Uh, maybe we can get him while he's in town. So she brought a copy of of Lunch Lady to her principal to pitch the idea of doing an assembly while I was in town. And the principal looked at the book and she said, "You know, I I spent my entire childhood with my head in the pages of comic books when I, when I should have been reading real books. So I'm I'm not going to have that man come to our school and promote comics. All I could think of was." but but then you grew up to be a principal like was your goal superintendent but like all that time with Archie and Jughead held you back (laughs) like like it's right there in in your statement like you spent your childhood reading comics and now you are the administrator of an elementary school that's funny
0: well and it's weird like you know there because I remember that I, I remember being younger and like you know oh rap music and rock music and violent video games and and comic books right and it was like that's not the way Like, you know, like read, you know, read, read these novels and, 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 you know, like go to church and, and, you know, don't do these things. But, you know, now and you know, a lot of my friends didn't go to college, a lot of my nerdy friends and, and, you know, like I, uh, I have a good relationship with my family i have you know i'm uh, m- mental health wise i'm doing all right i guess like Based, you know, baseline okay is that. all we need right now like That's you know like <laughs> all this all this stuff that they said was bad that i did as as a younger person and my parents were never parents that like wouldn't you know like uh, my dad let showed me alien as like a tiny child and i was <laughs> for many several years scared that like aliens were going to abduct me eat me dissect me right and i would have like nightmares and stuff but it still might happen it still might happen 2022 (laughs) was a young year man it's not
1: starting off so good (laughs) it's
0: it's either the russians or the aliens like one of them are gonna get you one of them (laughs) <laughs> but you so, you know like i just i i wasn't uh i i was able to do a lot of stuff that like some kids weren't you know like my parents let me watch south park and beavis and butthead yeah. and like uh, you know stuff like that and and the the news is like oh this is ruining our youth and you know, like, I, I wasn't ruined. And, and you were I, happy, too. I, I was happy. Yeah, I was yeah. happy. And, and now I'm older, and I I love reading. And I read more than I watch movies and video games and stuff. And it's just, like, I always have my head in a book of some kind. Uh, part of that is because of this that I'm doing now, uh, mm-hmm. you know. like, But it, it's, just, it's funny how, like, these people everybody's different and and everybody wants to attack stuff that they like don't really understand you don't
1: understand yeah well and oftentimes when when, you know, I, I, I speak to a lot of librarians at conferences and, and educator conferences, and and it's easy for me to say, you know, whatever I have to say, because I don't have to deal with that adult on a daily basis at my job. Like I so said, the librarian will have to deal with that classroom teacher. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think the go-to reply is, well, tell me the last graphic novel you read. And odds are they have no answer for that because they have not read a graphic novel and they are oh. just just prejudging and, and, you know, you're talking about your dad, like, so my grandpa, my, I was raised by my grandfather and, you know, he would, he would give me a ride to the comic book store and he would sit patiently in the car with his non-filtered camel cigarettes with his <laughs> AM radio. He couldn't go on TikTok or Facebook to, you know, on his phone and just patiently waiting for me to pick up, you know, my X-Men or Spider-Man or Batman, but one of the comic book stores, you know, and it hits me now cause I drive by it still. I'm gonna it's this it's this amazing strip mall and I'll start with the comic book store. So there's the comic book store and then next to that, next to that is a fireworks store. Next to the fireworks store is um it's like a tobacco store, and then next to that is an adult video place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like no wonder why that might seem so seedy to some this people? Is
0: a, this is a magical shopping center. Where's this <laughs> like, New I'm Hampshire? I'm going to vacation to this New place. Hampshire. <laughs> Live free or die.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I drive by. And I just laugh every time because it's like, wow. Yeah, he he would just send his nerdy <laughs> grandson <laughs> with his glasses and spiky hair with a lightning bolt shaved in the back. To, to go get his latest superhero <laughs> comics
0: i remember i've told this story a few times uh so my dad when i was at you know i told you my dad was the janitor at my school for a while mm. and and a janitor a maintenance man and, and uh he he used to take me to comic book shops like i didn't think my parents would still be together like they had like some nasty fights when i was younger and it was mm. usually about money and it was just like it it I grew up in a, I grew up in a weird, very vocal household where like, you know, some parents are like, oh, the kids are around. We can't talk about this. And my parents yeah, would like yeah. would like throw a glass and scream and punch a hole in the wall. And like, you know, no one ever hit us or anything. And they didn't hit each other, but like, it was, it got a little weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when they would fight sometimes before my sister was born, or, or when my sister was like small, like, or, you know, like my dad would, uh, he, we, we would leave and, and my dad would take me to the comic book shop and he would like, t- you know, take me, uh, and, and, you know, like, let me look around. And that's how we found out about the comic book code. Cause my dad used to, I <laughs> used to buy these, hey. I remember like buying spawn comics. Um, oh yeah. I love spawn and Like, and my dad would, <laughs> he, he didn't know. Right. And then one day this comic book clerk tells my dad, he's like, you know, like, that's not really a kid comic. And I'm looking at this guy, like, why, you, why, why are you breaking me up? Like, why are you yeah. doing this to me, man? Like, and uh, so that's how we learned about the comic book code and like what's acceptable for kids. Or not. <laughs> but anyway, so when I'm in second grade, one day, my dad's the maintenance man in our school. We're out at recess and, and everybody's hanging out. And, and I see my dad come out and he's got this bag with him and he, he's kind of looking around and he sees me and he walks over to the, the playset where we're all at. And he he gives me the death of Superman graphic novel. Oh yes, and I was king for a day, sir. Like- and
1: you and you opened it from that special, or you bought two so you can <laughs> open one and leave the other one in that black plastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, like I mean, like all the like the older the older classmates, you know, were like they were like coming over and like we're every, we're all like reading it and like everybody's standing around me and I would like get ready to turn a page and they'd be like wait 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 okay now you can turn it oh that's and awesome. so like and so like <laughs> I was like the coolest kid for a day and that's that's when like that's what I remember of like you know comic books like really starting you know like sparking something in me and then yeah. you know then I, I started writing and, and I was writing short stories and poetry when I was in like college and I kind of fell out of it and I got back into it I got back into it real hard and real fast and just dumped when you have like adult money right and you're like you're like oh, oh I, can, I, can order, I can I can or I could I could spend 200 bucks on Amazon and it, okay whatever like yeah, when it just recognizes <laughs>
1: your face and knows what to mail you
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah like and then I got I got back into it and and then you know for you know, I've been I've been hardcore collecting for a little over a decade now, I think after I got back into it but yeah, like it's my dad's fault and and he gives me gruff man he's he's always like, man, you need to save your money you know I know you don't have any savings and da-da-da-da. and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you know you shouldn't have brought me. The death of Superman when I was in second grade and made me feel so alive, Dad. Like, it's so it's alive. your fault. It's your fault that I am what I am. And we used to we used to go see like all the new nerd movies together. And he's older now, so he falls asleep in the theaters. So he doesn't like to go see <laughs> movies a lot anymore. But. I mean, so, I mean, he's just, he's not a nerdy person. Like he likes the action movies and the, and the superhero movies and stuff, but he is, you know, it's not like he really reads comics and, and he's not, he, he's super supportive of all this. Like he, dude, he, the other day he, I was, I was talking to him about stuff and, and showing him like my podcast numbers and, and they're not like super great, but they're getting better. And my dad cries a lot, right? He had, he had no. heart surgery. And, and so he tears up real easily after. Because
1: heart of the heart surgery.
0: Like, it makes him emotional. Yeah, like it's, it's like, they like rewired him when they, yeah, they rewired him. him. Yeah. But he's just like, yeah, he's, he's old. And it's funny. Cause he used to be a bartender back in the day. And he was like wild and crazy and kind of mean. And now he's like, soft and, and squishy and older yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but he like teared up and he goes i just want you to know i'm real proud of you and i was like i was like shut what up more, dad what,
1: like what, what more could you ask for from your dad
0: yeah like it was it was and over like comic book like all the, the stuff uh, that i've done and, and he like uh, so yeah, it's, it's, so I have a really supportive family. I'm very blessed with that. But yeah, it, it uh, it's just so you know, I've never other than like the academia part of it, like everybody's always really supported the nerd culture of it all in this household and kind of, you know, appreciated it and, and stuff. So I, I it it really shocks me when when people are, are like, Oh, kids need to read real books, or you need to read real books. And so uh creatives like you who are who are catering to younger audiences and trying to you know get them into these you know into sequential narratives i just like you're the you're the real hero oh, like so, the, you know they said no like not, you know not who's really hero wearing capes the, <laughs> the, the,
1: li- the librarians <laughs> well, though because yeah. You know, we—I wouldn't be able to be doing this if the librarians hadn't created the market for it. Really, I mean, yeah. librarians had created a reality in which Gene Yang could be winning these prestigious awards and Raina Telgemeier could be topping all the charts because they were the ones to really champion the format and get them accepted into, you know, in, into those spaces. So, in two thousand eight, nine, like when Lunch Lady was first coming out you know there was baby mouse and there was bone uh Jeff Smith's bone in full color yeah. by graphics and like that was kind of it and now they have massive massive sections and it's something that I couldn't have imagined when I was a kid, you know, because when I when I was a kid I thought, well, if I want to grow up and make comics, I'll I'll either have to write for someone else's character or invent a character that the company will take from me. <laughs> you know, and I had this great art teacher. So speaking of a supportive adult, so, you know, Arts got cut in my in the public schools. So my grandfather, he 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 brought me a catalog to the Worcester Art Museum art classes. And I, and I was lucky that I had this amazing opportunity right down the street, like 10 minutes down the street. And so I took animation and comics classes with a man named Mark Lynch. And and he's he is my he is my Yoda. And he's 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 <laughs> he's, he's he's still a good friend. I'm still in touch with him. But he would, he would bring in stuff that he knew we wouldn't bother looking at on our own as as teenagers who were into superhero comics. So he was like, you're going to look at this Art Spiegelman Raw magazine, you're going to look at Harvey Picard's American Splendor, uh, you know, and like, frankly, there was stuff that we probably would not have been allowed to buy at, at the <laughs> art museum. And... You know, and I remember being like, oh, no, look, speaking of Spawn, I was like, look, but this is different. And he took one look of it. He's like, that's Batman and Spider-Man together. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I'm talking about non-superhero, non-action adventure, like uh, slice of life stuff. And in fact, a pivotal moment in my growth as an artist. So, uh, you know, in between classes. I found how to draw comics the Marvel way. And I was like, I'm going to read this cover to cover. My teacher's going to be so proud of me. And so, I brought the book in and, you know, sitting at my, my drafting table, you know, I all stood the students had the drafting tables and the teachers walking around from student to student. And I was like, Oh, he's coming to me next. I'm going <laughs> to tell him all about this. And, and as, and, and he's like, you read that? And I said, yeah, the whole thing. And, and the color just drained from his face. And he said, forget everything you learned. I said, like, I said, like, what? He goes, forget everything you learned. Look, it's like, you have a great style. Don't feel like you need to draw a certain way to be successful as an artist. Like you don't have to draw just like they're drawing in this book for you to grow up to to yeah. to make comics, and um and one of the coolest parts though is uh that you know I featured that moment in my young adult graphic memoir Hey Kiddo, for which we made an audiobook adaptation of which is like a and I, and I love making audiobooks of my graphic novels they're like radio plays right different actors for the different voices, different characters. But when it came to the memoir, I was like, how am I going to deal with, like, who do we hire for, you know, this relative who's still alive, my buddy Pat, who's, you know, going to hear it, and Mark, who's going to be super judgmental. And so, ultimately, we're like, let's just ask the actual people. So, th- I directed Mark in an audio booth to recreate that same scene as an oh, adult. Oh, it's so cool. It was so cool. And and I had to be like, no, more sarcastic. Like, more, <laughs> more you know, you were, you were way more... But you want to hear something, so and I don't I don't mean this as a as a humble brag. I'm realizing I'm about to tell the story, but it sounds like a humble brag and I'm not. But hey Hey Kiddo was a finalist for the National Book Awards. And and weeks ahead of time, you have to select a passage that you're going to read for the special ceremony. That's not the award ceremony, it's like something happens the night before. Okay. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna read this part where where Mark says, forget everything you learned about how to draw comics the Marvel way. And then on the train ride down to New York City, I got the news that Stan Lee had died. And I was like, oh no, I can't read that now. Like I I was like, "I'm like, he just died. I can't go and read this part where my teacher said, forget everything you learned, but um, it was fine. It was fine.
0: (laughs) Buzz, buzz, babies. We're taking a little break from that awesome interview you're listening to to talk about an awesome comic shopping experience I've stumbled across. Let me tell you about GagesComicPages.com. This is a family owned mom and pop type shop, but they're all online. The Gage family is putting themselves out there and putting in the work so that people who don't have a local comic book shop can still get comics every week. These are good people. They ship quickly and securely and shipping's free if you spend over ten dollars. Basically if you buy three or more comics, shipping's free. And what's better than that? If you use the code Blake's Buzz, you get 10% off your first order. And if you want to pre-order something or make special requests, sending a message through their website is super easy. They can even make you a pull list. The Gages are great people with a great shop and a great outlook on nerd life and i highly encourage you to check them out again that's gauges comic pages.com
1: there are so many different comics being published for kids now that it's unreal like I, I couldn't have dreamed of it as a kid i mean i couldn't have imagined comics at the school library yeah when i was a kid mine
0: didn't mine didn't have them i was i was of the age like when when i was a kid right like uh, that was when like Harry Potter first got banned, you know, before we, before we found out that its creator was a jerk, you know, like <laughs> yeah. when it was like banned for illegitimate reasons, not just like, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't support this yeah. semi bigot. Right. I yeah. mean, or is there a semi bigot? I feel like you're either a bigot or not. Yeah. Like yeah. That, <laughs> that shit just bums me out. Like when I, I remember I had, I had real bad pneumonia as a kid. Right. <clears throat> I was in, uh, I was in sixth or seventh grade and i missed a month of school wow. like they i remember okay this is how bad it was they took the x-rays right i went and got like the the lung x-rays mm-hmm. and this is i mentioned like my dad is a crier already but like this is like younger me i'm a kid like my dad's still like wild hard man and he's bawling in the doctor's office and i was like dad what's wrong and he's like you don't know how sick you are and i was like what does that mean and, and this was like after he saw the x-rays in my lungs so like you i well, I was sick. You are, yeah. I guess I so, was like, I was jacked up. I guess, and like, you know. And, but I remember, like, you know, I couldn't really go outside, and and I remember, I remember coughing a lot, and I and and like not having a lot of energy, right? Mm. And so I had, I had had Harry Potter on the bookshelf for a while, and, and I never read it or i had started it and then wasn't super into it and then but now like i'm i'm out of stuff to do right and i'm at my my people are watching me i can't go outside i can't see my friends i can't even go to freaking school and so i grabbed harry potter and read it and i it was an escape right it was um, uh yeah i i followed harry along on his journey from from, uh, you know, from he was underneath the staircase and I was, you know, trapped inside with gunk in my lungs. And, and like I took this magical journey with him. And so, like, it, it was a very cool experience. And, and then, and then it went longer, right? So, like, I think the last, so Her- you grew up, a- you,
1: grew, you grew up with those books then. Like, yeah. you, I mean, by that, I mean, you aged alongside Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, like the yeah. the last book, I was in college when I read yeah, it, and yeah. so and so it was just like it was part of my life, and then so yeah, last couple of years, real big bummer. And uh, but yeah, I, true, as I found out, true. like there's there's you know plenty of other narratives to to experience, right? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So it was. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, don't Google a roll doll either.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've <laughs> yeah. Heard he's like. Yeah. Don't don't meet your heroes, right? Like, that's what they always say, but it's like... For the
1: most part, yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, I've been very lucky that I did get to meet most of the artists that I really looked up to that, you know, I, that I knew was within reach because they're still living. Like, like for instance, Mark Brown, you know, who created Arthur Mm -hmm. one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Uh, And and I would, I would, I mean, I, I I'm 44. So he, yeah, his first book was Arthur was published in like late seventies, I want to say. So I had some of his books around when I was a kid, but, you know, like Arthur blew up in the late 90s with the TV show and then there mm-hmm. were CD-ROM video games. Because when I was 19, I wrote him a fan letter to say, I just, I so admire you and admire what you've been able to do with your story, your character. It's amazing. And, you know, two years into my book career, I'm going to be on a panel with Mark.
0: Oh, wow. And I'm That's so
1: nervous. And I'm so nervous. I'm about to meet one of my heroes. So I was like, you know, I was the kind of nervous where even though I didn't have to pee, I kept having to pee. <laughs> so there I'm at the urinal and I look over and I'm like, okay, don't introduce yourself now. Like, just wait, wait till you leave the bathroom. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. What I don't get about all ages literature and young, so I've, you know, I've I've read some stuff. Uh, so I used to be obsessed with Animorphs, right? When I was a kid and yeah. now they're putting yeah. out the new Animorph graphic novels for, yeah. for young ages. And they're so good, it's like oh my god, they're so. Good. And I, I maybe nostalgia plays a part of it too, but like I read a lot of comics, I know good comics, I know yeah. good storytelling. I'm I'm educated enough to make those decisions, and so these new animorphs, like readaptations of the graphic novels, they're wonderful. Um, I read Dark Horse's Goblin and and cried. There, it was so like emotionally, emotional and and, and well done. And uh, and then I read um um I, oh okay, there's uh like we talked about uh Gene uh Gene Ling Yang and, oh yeah Gene Yang and and uh like his stuff I I have the um uh dra- I haven't read Dragon Ball yet it's but so
1: good it. Dragon I've hoops
0: heard, Dragon hoops yeah like <laughs> Dragon like yeah not Dragon Dragon hoops Z Dragon. Yeah. Hoops, Dragon <laughs> hoops. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he, and he's writing for Marvel now, you know, he's, he's writing Shang-Chi and like, yeah. And he's written
1: for DC too. He's he's done soups,
0: soups versus the clan, which also, which also made me cry. I, so here's, here's the gist of it is my dad who I, who I, you know, poke and jab at for being an easy crier. When I read these all ages comics, it's just like a wealth of emotion that I don't get from a lot of the other stuff I read. And they just hit a lot harder and I feel like it's I'm interested as a person who writes these like what is like they make me cry and they're so emotional even um even lunch lady when like at the end when the kid stands up at the bully after you know after fighting the robots and and when he, he saves the day by picking up the remote control and turns them all off and then the bully hits him up for his lunch money and he looks at him and he says no. I was like oh man it hit me. I was, like, Whoa. I was like, I, like I just you know like it and it, what is like do do children handle emotion better than adults do you think? because i i don't i don't see kids reading comics and crying like well, like it does with older audiences I guess it depends
1: i guess it depends on the story right i mean you know I, i'll tell you one one story that that really just walloped me in all the fields was you know signing a book for this woman and she didn't have her kid with her and she started crying like sobbing and I, I and i was like did i say something terrible like did i did i offend her and um and she said you know i have to tell you like I, I escaped an abusive relationship and, you know, my daughter saw a lot of terrible things and we moved and she just, we couldn't reach her. Like she, she wouldn't read. She started slipping in school, but from, you know, the, her librarian handed her a lunch lady book and that's what saved her. Like that's what wow. she, she attached herself to that. She became obsessed with it and she started reading it. And, and I could relate to that too, because I had a really tough childhood And I became obsessed with Batman and Snoopy and, and Garfield and, you know, um, and so I think also, you know, we have a lot of freedom in that, like we're creating these characters from the ground up too. Like maybe that's a part of it as well. Mm. You know, um, I, I'm lucky in that, like my, my tangle with IP was with Jedi Academy and going into it, I really was worried what that might be like. Uh, probably maybe more freedom because it's not canon, but it actually was a, a great experience. I, I really enjoyed working on those books. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, th- th- probably because when you're, when you're reading prose, you're creating a lot of the images in your head for yourself. And when you're reading a graphic novel, you're making eye contact with the characters. Mm-hmm. So you really get to know them. Like you really have this connection. And for Lunch Lady, not only did I want it to feel like that sort of campy Batman '66, but then also like like a, a grand '80s movie adventure, like like The Goonies, where like these kids have agency. So it's called Lunch Lady, but the three there are three kids who have breakfast at the school every day, and they they become embroiled in in the in the adventures. And you know they're they're the downtrodden kids who uh, don't sit at the popular table. But they have all this. They wield all this power through through solving the mysteries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and I also got like just the the scene where they when they decide to follow her after school, right? And they follow her, and sh- and she's following the the robot substitute, <laughs> yeah. uh, which was just so it was so good and like a great tension. Uh, you you in a in a in a place where you don't necessarily think like you're gonna get like this story that's rife with tension and like (laughs) you're wanting to like turn these pages and 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 that happens right and then the the action is so good like i had so much fun reading your book today dude like i I am not gonna like i i I started my morning uh you know like i i had i had a break i'm eating a breakfast burrito and and i'm I'm reading your comic and i actually like took a picture of the panel of uh when she hits the the sloppy joe button on her yeah Twitter. yeah and i was like i tweeted it out today i was like i was like hey it's thursday sometimes you just got to hit that sloppy joe button. <laughs> and like people were interacting with it and they were like what is this what really and i was like <laughs> so like like it it, it it like people dug that and i was just like i was like hey, you guys don't even know like this is the craziest thing I've, I've read in a while and it's it's so fun and pure but anyways i got real big like Stranger Things vibes of like the kids on their yeah. bike and I was like yeah was like man this is like the the nostalgia factor that makes making me feel younger making me that's uh, awesome. making me think of Debbie Davis who was our lunch lady oh in high school. And that's she was, awesome she Debbie Davis my, I love she that she was name. my best friend's mom and we always loved going to her house because she oh man she made these cinnamon rolls and they, were, and she would make these chorizo cheesy potatoes for oh, dinner wow, sometimes so good." and but she was kind of mean she was well she was real mean to todd because todd was kind of a little jerk sometimes but like you know she was the mom who's like i don't care if your friends are over like i'm gonna yell at you and you're gonna be like you know and and uh and my dad, as the maintenance guy at the school, like you know, every every she just had that kind of aura. Where it was like, don't piss off Debbie Davis, you know. <laughs> uh, but but would also like go out of her way and do anything for you simultaneously. Uh-huh. So like yeah, so you just you made me think of like my, you know you you put me back into grade school in a good way and just like just made me feel young and it was such a really great way to start my morning. and i was just like i was like wow like and and i know in the in the press release that they sent out alongside the the review copy you know and it was like they mentioned it was like you know read this for you get this for your kids like it doesn't matter how old you are like lunch lady will capture you oh that's cool i haven't seen that she does like it it was really like it was it, it just shocked me but yeah but there was just a few moments the 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 cannoli binoculars, the, um, all the the robots in the end, the the fun action, um, the the when she smashes two robots heads together and knocks them out, and it's like what she like kicks ass, I, she yeah, kicks she, ass, yes. But the the man, the sloppy Joe button, like, <laughs> I tell you what, Blake, <laughs> I don't know
1: if if you've heard it but we we did a full cast audiobook of the lunch lady books.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to check this out.
1: Uh, and the sound design on the Sloppy Joe button is everything you're <laughs> hoping it will be. Um, yeah, if if you if you get a chance to listen to the audiobook with headphones especially, and close your eyes, you're there in the book because say when Lunch Lady's moped drives by, it goes from you hear it from one ear over to the other. And okay. oh, and the uh the voice of lunch lady is kate flannery who was meredith in the office and it's like yeah, that's, that's that's always so cool. who i hope that's like
0: wow when she
1: i i got to sit down on the recording you know i was there via zoom over the summer and i was like this this is a character that's lived in my brain for 20 years and like that's what she's always sounded like to me
0: that's so cool
1: yeah it was awesome
0: so what's that like i i i thought about that when you were when you were talking about it earlier because i was so like the, guys they did that uh you know uh gaiman did it with with sandman recently they did this huge audiobook reproduction of sandman that that amazon put out on mm-hmm. on audible right what is that like uh because there's so much visual obviously in yeah. a graphic novel and you're and you're annihilating that you're <laughs> yeah. all of that away and replacing it with like audio cues and sound effects which is so funny cuz we have like you know everything is circular right time is a flat circle but that we have like 4k media everything streaming these like crazy special effects now and and we're going backwards right into these like radio type yeah like the 1930s and 40s and yeah. yeah so like what as as, are you involved in that creation? I'm heavily
1: involved. I mean, look, I could have just said you guys do whatever, but then you know what? Like I, I love that kind of stuff. I love audio production. Like I, you know, like I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons. Like I've always loved performance as well. And um, so now having adapted, you know, three uh, lunch lady and Hey kiddo, as audiobooks and, and, and these these two reissues, which technically encompass four books. But anyways, I, I've done it quite a bit now in the past couple of years, and uh, the learning curve is really steep and because you know you listen to a past and you're like this is missing and that is missing but essentially anything that's told with the pictures needs sound so it either needs additional narration additional dialogue or sound cues and i mean like anything like if you see a character cock an eyebrow in a certain way and so i adapted the scripts too so i sat down with the books and my original comic scripts and added added things so what's cool about the lunch lady audiobook is I essentially created a whole other character with a narrator. The narrator has like this deep booming narrator voice um, and Lunch Lady can hear him, but no one else can. So because Lunch Lady is often, you know, investigating things on her own. So she's, you know, I'm I'm telling the story through her thought bubbles. So now she's having conversations and it's a very sort of like antagonistic relationship where she thinks he's a wimp and she gets really annoyed by him. (laughs) And sometimes they break the fourth wall. Uh, but it is, it was just so much fun. I, I just listened to it on a road, on a car trip with, with my kids. And man, I was, I was like, just ear to ear grin, just so happy with it. Uh, and you know you get different actors for the different parts like I was you know Charles Schultz is a hero of mine and you know I know the reasons why those Peanuts specials were so special was because he got actual kids to voice Charlie Brown and the gang so I was adamant that we get actual kids you know the producers at first were like you know we can get adults who do kids voices and all I could think of was and it would suck (laughs) (laughs) I don't care Well, you know we might have to recast the the main kid cast every three years or so if i'm lucky enough to make more but um you know and one of the things you do too is um you have the characters address each other by name very early on so that the listener connects the voices with the names okay in a way that you, you might not necessarily do in the book but you know if the character walks in i might say hi blake how's your day well jared it's going okay you know just just as a way to then the listener can say, "Oh, that's that character. That's that character."
0: Okay, yeah, because that I've always struggled with that. So, I, all the lit classes I've taken, all the creative writing classes I've taken, and and doing these like you know, even like you know, uh, post grad you know, classes and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm always that guy who's like, I've obviously read the book and I can talk about it, but I never remember anybody's names. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, the 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 kid who got his lunch money taken on page like what was it, 30 or 40 when this and everybody's like, Yeah, his name's Dave. And I'm like, I don't know what his name is. Or and also like when you don't hear it, you're like Hermole <laughs> <laughs> and Harmine. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely. Um uh, so what, like preference wise, as as someone who's, um, you're you when you get to because you you know you you draw and you write, mm. um, and and you're heavily involved in these audio productions. Like, do you do you have a do you have a favorite? Like, it, it, would you would you rather be like, or do you want to do both? Or if someone was just like, you want one or the other, you'd be like, ah, let's do this audio deal. You know the
1: audio thing I have been having so much fun with because it sort of connects me to like how I felt in high school doing like theater stuff where Mm -hmm. it was like a group effort. Like I was never athletic, so I never get to be part of a team. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, like, and, and the thing is granted, like everyone is recorded separately. It's not like you have all these people in a booth together, Mm -hmm. but I'm a part of, you know, everything that's all of the recording sessions. Um, but at the same time, like the audiobooks are special because people know the print editions and they're they're just different. They're just very different ways to enjoy the story because it's a graphic novel versus an audio book. You know, whereas print and uh, like a, a prose book and an audiobook book are, are much more similar of an experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have an absolute I just have so much fun with it. Um, but of course, now when I'm writing the new Lunch Lady books. It's like this weird feeling of like I'm going to type something and then that person's going to say it. First <laughs> <laughs> is having in all my interest of doing audiobooks. The books had been finished without any thought of ever doing an audiobook in the future.
0: So does that so like now do you do you write a little differently and and like uh, think about that when you're when you're doing these new the new stories?
1: Well, in a way because you know, I regret not doing more read-alouds while editing. Okay. Because when you when you're reading it aloud or hearing someone else read it aloud, you go, "Ah, oh,
0: crap." Yeah. That's like not a good it sentence. It doesn't hit right, right? That yeah. wasn't
1: a good sentence. That wasn't a good sentence. Crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, but also, you know. What it also does is it provides access uh, to people who don't have sight, right? So yeah. uh, we with Hey Kiddo, we were doing full cast readings, unabridged readings on stage in the theater with like the... The, the art would was projected behind me and there were sound effects. And this was before we get into the audiobook of Hey Kiddo. And there was a, an attendee who had heard about the book and he was blind and he was like, I was so happy to finally get to experience the story. I heard a lot about it, but I had no access to it. That's cool. So so audiobooks provide access to to folks who can't see the comics
0: man you've you've had like some really positive interactions with with fans it sounds like like some oh my kind gosh, of, like yeah. real heavy emotional um as as someone who's like written Star Wars like you ever see the the bad side of that because I feel like Star Wars fans are never happy <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like people would come at you for like Jedi Academy where you know like they would never let these kids Float their packages in, and and you know, or like you know, the the no one, the, this kid wearing a black cloak. I, also, I really love the kid wearing the black cloak who's hitting the inhaler. Yes. The dude, the, dude, the kid thinks Darth Vader's behind him for a second. Like, <laughs> so good, but like, I mean, like, did, did did has you ever have you ever gotten the the nasty side of the, of oh, the horse?
1: <laughs> you know, I learned a long time ago not to Google myself, not to look up reviews. <laughs> this is pre-Jedi Academy. So I was super nervous going into Jedi Academy for that very reason. And, um, you know, I've never been confronted with it. You know, I've come across a few negative things on the Internet, of course, as as one does. Um, One review on Amazon, it was a one-star review, and it said something like, oh, I wish I, I should I should be able to I should have it here so I can pull it up. But it was like just like Superman three. This should not have been a sequel to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this should never have existed. And wow. also like. Jedi Academy is for kids. It's not yes. for adults. Yes, like, yep. one of my proudest things that they let me do was a spoof on Garfield called Hutfield.
0: Yes, I was going to talk to you. Uh, what's lasagna? I died. Dude, I died. Like, hey, Monday's right. Hey, there's lasagna. He's like, what's lasagna? lasagna. I mean, like... Legit belly laugh <laughs> from me. It was so good because it's so stupid. It's so good. And like the dude, I, I, like you could totally tell it was John, right? Like it, it was so like. oh uh, Yeah, man.
1: oh yeah, yeah. No, I and the, yeah, the, I had so much fun spoofing. Like, and then I, there's there's Wookie Circus where it's like these adorable wholesome Wookiees. And it's just never funny. It's just like,
0: <laughs> it's just
1: like they did something cute and endearing and it's you know, in a circle and and they do their Wookiee sounds. And you're like, it, I don't, that, there was no joke there. <laughs> and that's the joke is that there's no joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's uh, you're, you're, you're so funny, like in, in uh, on the page. Uh, and Thanks, and I mean, like i said i was i was shocked this this was a new experience for me because i've done i've interviewed a couple all-ages narratives but they uh, they had like some other comics we could talk about uh, you know and i like i said when i told you earlier i was just i was just a little nervous because i was like you know i i don't i didn't know if i knew how to talk uh, about you know younger... Wait,
1: did you think you were going to be interviewing like steve from blue's Clues like what <laughs> Should I, mean... I grab my magic marker to like so we can solve a, solve a mystery? Like, just another dude like you, man.
0: <laughs> well, no, it, but just about, I, I was worried about like what what we might you know talk about, um, yeah. which I'm always worried about every interview, right? Like I'm I'm always like, are we gonna get along? Am I gonna sound stupid? Is 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 it gonna be like you know? Oh, am I going to be like struggling to get this person to talk, you know, like, and luckily <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've lucked out. And the couple times where I've, you know, I've been able to like, you know, re-spark the conversation when it, when it gets weird, but it just, I just always think about that, <laughs> that stuff. And, um, and yeah, like, but when I, when I was like, finally, when I was like reading your work, I was like, I was like, okay, this, this guy, like, we can make like sloppy Joe fart sound jokes. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Je- Jedi Academy was wonderful. I, I told a couple of my, I don't have any kids, uh, but a couple of my buddies with, with uh, younger kids, I was like. I was like you need to order these right now like you read these with your kids you're gonna dig it you're gonna love because my buddy's a big star wars fan and they buy like the star wars, he buys the star wars lego sets to he buys them to for you know dad for his kids for his, but, like, yeah. he likes these star out of my way lego kid you're doing it wrong yeah <laughs> I'm like huh. uh you like you spent 200 hunt first. Hunt <laughs> <shot> first. <laughs> like he bought the the 1989 batmobile like 3000 piece oh. lego set that's like $250 like you did not buy that for your child like that's too into you you, you bought that for yeah. you and you're hanging out with your kid while you're putting it together <laughs> but yeah so I, I like told i was like man you guys you guys got to check this stuff out and um i so you you mentioned earlier that uh this the, uh this hey kiddo is is very not it's, it's very other, not not for it's little the other kids. side of that spectrum and mostly, so you're, yeah you're, mostly because of you're my grandmother's mouth list.
1: i'm on the band book list yeah no uh it, um there's a lot of cursing in it. Cause my grandmother had such a foul mouth. Uh, like, you know, if anyone ever wronged me, she would, you know, she'd take a drag from her cigarette <laughs> and she'd be like, just, just tell them to go shit in their hat. <laughs> just like, you know, I'm like, um, I, it's 1989 and I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm 10 and that's like a 1930s comeback. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take your hat off and you're going to defecate in it. <laughs> um, no. And so it's about my mother's addiction to heroin and how art saved me and how uh, I had some great teachers and friends along the way. Uh, but I don't pull any punches. You know, it's it's written as I lived it and uh you know adults sometimes want to shield their kids from difficult truths
0: yeah
1: uh but they're going to be confronted with those difficult truths in one way or another eventually and and the book is a very safe place for that um you know i I had this idea but gina my wife shot it down uh because there's there's a politician in iowa who who wants to basically make it illegal for teachers to have my book and some other books and i wanted to run a campaign where we could donate pearl necklaces so he could clutch them every time he saw something that was offensive in a book and if if he could get out that energy by clutching his pearls we wouldn't be dealing with all this book banning.
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's gnarly man like you know all the advancements we have in you know society and technology and in in the world and but if you if you take if you take the time to like peek behind the curtain uh, there's so, some of those advanced, like it feels like we're baby stepping. Want a
1: merry-go-round.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh,
1: wait a minute. I was, this part again? <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we dealt with this
0: in, in Germany. I, actually, I, got into, I got into Twitter beef with someone who like, I've and I've gotten a lot better about like not poking the bears because it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I do a lot, man. And, and, and it, I only have so much energy and I don't want to waste my energy on negativity. Like, yes. Part of my whole deal is like, I think being negative about books, about media and all that, I think it's an easy way to get clicks and, and gather yeah. attention. And I don't want that kind of attention. Like I strive to not be that. But this guy, he, he did the thing, you know, where he's like, oh, well, yeah, show me research. Like, wh- what do you mean? I, I I Googled it and can't find anybody banning books. So what are you talking about? What? what? Oh, what? my
1: God. Open your eyes, man. They're yeah. everywhere. And, and so much of it is is driven by racism and homophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, it's people who are afraid this particular book about the black experience is going to make their white kids feel sad, or this particular book about this lived experience by a queer person is somehow indoctrinating their kid to be gay. Um, It's foolishness. It's absolute foolishness. And, um, you know, and it's an election year. So we'll see if we're still talking about this junk next year. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it comes in, it comes in ebbs and flows and, um but you know what it's saying to the what it's saying to the kids who also have that lived experience is there's those adults are saying, well, that kid's life is inappropriate, and that's just yeah. so cr- cruel. It is just cruel.
0: Yeah, that's um, every, everybody deserves a chance to tell their story and yes and, and, and seen and, and, and be heard okay with it. Yeah, exactly. And that's again, that's why I uh, I like what you're doing in this creative world. Thanks man. Uh, you know like you're 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 starting <laughs> usually when people say this it's bad but you're starting them young, right? Like it, you're showing them you're <laughs> yeah. showing them that positivity, you're showing them that comic books are more than comic books, that they're that they are literature. Like they mm-hmm. they are literature. They are a, a perfectly relevant way of storytelling uh and and a, and an insight into culture, an insight into different people that you know that we don't get to see all the time just like students and a lunch lady and and you know quite like you mentioned like what what are they when they're not being a lunch lady like well they're obviously like a person and everybody has this identity yeah. and it's important yeah. not to like formulate opinions right which is what your narrative it, it builds that it, it builds from that theme in a very fun and light-hearted and right. great way but you're still putting out a really good message
1: because it's an invisible workforce Uh, at least it was before the pandemic hit I mean the pandemic really shined a light on on how much hard work is being done to feed our kids Mm. Um, and you know it's a it's a group that's been maligned in popular culture you know uh, you know when when people say to me oh I, I I thought of Chris Farley when I read your book and I'm like yeah no like, I thought that was funny as, as a kid. And, you know, I still find humor in it now. But, like, it really was, like, poking fun of this group of people who don't get any credit at all for their mm. hard work. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and because it's an invisible workforce, that's, like, how she has her cover that no one notices. She's running around solving mysteries and taking down supervillains.
0: Yeah. It made me think too, cause you know, so my si- I love to cook. My sister and I, like, we do like our family brunches for holidays and stuff. And I just, I love cooking; it makes me happy. But when I make a meal for eight to ten people on a family brunch, right? It's stressful. It's it's you know, like we're we get up at seven o'clock in the morning. It's always late. like we we never finished on time and it made me think of like uh back to debbie davis she ever she was famous for her cinnamon rolls and once or twice a month we would have cinnamon rolls you know for dessert for for our lunch at school and i'm like she made like 500 cinnamon rolls in a day yeah which is and she you know you have like a full-size kitchen and you have a staff but you still made 500 cinnamon rolls in a day which is not on top of the other food for everybody, you know? And so it just, yeah, the, the unsung heroes. Right. And, and just uh, though, though, the the use of the lunch lady uh and and i'm so glad you found success in that because it's <laughs> so cool Thanks, and man. and the the nods the nods to like the comics that came before of, like of, like i said like doubles you know bond and and the bat cave underneath the school yeah. and uh you know the 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 bat cycle essentially but <laughs> yeah. you know but the the lunch cycle and just it's so cool and, and your your nerdiness shines through and your and your positive outlook on life shines through and, and you this whole time we've been talking for over an hour, like you just have a really good vibe. <laughs> and and though like can. the world the world needs more creatives like you, basically. Like I just we need we need more lunch lady narratives and I'm glad I'm glad they're re-releasing them in multiple formats and hardcovers and audiobooks, and I'm stoked that you're writing more of them because I just I feel like I feel like you're just excited and enthusiastic about it, and yeah. and so, so is your audience. And you have more stories to tell. It feels like
1: it's been like comfort food, like coming back to it. And I'm glad that I took that creative break because I I was able to explore other other avenues of of work that I wanted to try out. And um, you know, I'll be I'll be making these books in one way or another for the rest of my life. I mean, people call me the lunch lady guy, and and what an honor to. <laughs> to be associated so closely to a character like that.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, one of my first interviews, his name was Steve Urena and he wrote this book called slow pokes and it's about these murdering sloths and it's <laughs> very much an adult comic, but it's, 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 I, I love when uh, that, that juxtaposition of like animated cartoony cell shaded art with like viciously murderous horror it's just yeah. neat it's yeah. it, like yeah. it, it's fun and so he these like three sloths these like mutated sloths they they're really fast and and they just like murder people and he he's had success on kickstarter with some other stuff and we were interviewing him, and he was like i just don't i'm real worried i'm going to be the sloth guy
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: but like, man, sometimes like it's okay to be the sloth guy. It's okay to be the lunch lady guy. Like you, when you when you put your mark, you know, into into the history of literature, and and especially like what you talked about when when people come to you with these these stories and and how attached they are to these these characters and and how the lightness of that narrative can can push away the darkness of a day. That's it. That's that's a superpower, man.
1: That's a superpower for sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: So yeah, keep doing that like that's so that's just so cool and and uh, and and you're just like i know i want to like i don't like you know cup you up too much and like you know but i don't want to sound like cheesy but you're just you're just you seem like a a cool dude who who's uh who i'm just i'm just glad there's still positive in in a world where everything is diseased and the air is (laughs) poisoned and and there's wars (laughs) going on and all this craziness it's it's nice to be reminded that there's just fun, lighthearted, good people. You forget it sometimes. And- you
1: do. I mean, look, I forget it because I, I'm, a, I'm on all of the social medias. And so, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I should share one more story with you. Um, and going back to your Jedi Academy and the Star Wars of it all. And so, I, I took the series over from Jeffrey Brown, who did such a remarkable job with the first three books in the series. And I did a TikTok video about, like, this is how I draw Yoda. And this this comment came through with, oh, so so that's why the series went down the toilet. Because you took it over. <laughs> and I clicked through. Because, of course, I've been mean, like, I want to know this person. I want to know where they live. I want to yeah. know their address. <laughs> I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. Yeah. And, and it was, like, a, a 12, 11, 12-year-old 12 kid who was posting videos of his art. And it was really good for you know, 11, 12 hours. So I, I commented. I said, you know what, this art is really. So I said, I came to your page because you wrote a really negative comment on my video. And of course, that made me feel sad. And I came here. And, and lo and behold, you're a talented artist. So keep it up, but not the trolling. Knock that off. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> you can have your opinion, say it to your friends, but like <laughs> on my thing. Yeah. And I look, hate. if you and if you post it somewhere and I'm Googling myself, I Google Krasoska, that's on me to find yeah. that hate. <laughs> but like, don't put it on my thing.
0: Yeah. Or like <laughs> ta- like when, when people tag creators, like <sighs> I see that on Twitter. Like, oh, it makes me so mad. And they're like, oh, you're ruining this character. And it's like, what are you doing, though? like what are yeah. you're on you're, make something you're blasting out this like oh like oh you can write harley quinn better than stephanie phillips let's see it try yeah. you yeah. know and it's that's the, oh that see that's when i say that like i try really hard not to not to be bouncer blake on, on <laughs> social media because yeah. that's what man, i i use i was never like a hardcore guy, right? But like, I'm a big dude, and I learn. I, I did that for seven years, and like, I found out that like, I can get punched in the face and laugh at you. Like ah. I, can t- I can take a punch right and 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 I I, I dealt with a lot of like you know uh, ritzy college kids a lot and you know when when you grab one and lift him up and, and carry him and walk him outside and set him down and say get out of here when you pick up a man and remove them from someplace they they usually click so Just like oh I'm probably I'm probably gonna lose this fight if this <laughs> picks me up like a sack of groceries and takes me outside and sets me down you know and so like that does click sometimes where I'm like. This, this little, like, you don't know, man, like I used to, I used to deal with people like you all the time, not in comments though, like in real life. And, and, you know, so I, but I've learned like, you know, don't just don't. And, uh, but yeah, when I see people uh, attack creators and tag them and, and like, no, like really try and make that negative opinion known and be like, I want them to see this. I want to mess up their day. That's when I get heated. And I try I like again so yeah, I I hate that. Listeners, like no one's ever gonna have a hundred percent great review. Like have your opinion. Oh, that's fine. You know, hat, take, but don't you don't know tag like, yeah, like, Don't tag the person. You're like this is a person
1: who's probably st- somewhere struggling with their mental health, trying to pay the bills, and then their phone pops up and says, You suck. <laughs> 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 yeah. And that's where you put like that little star, like the more you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's yeah that's so yeah that's good yeah i but that also boggles my mind because i just can't i mean i guess the star wars makes sense because that's kind of how a lot of those fans are they're just never happy and i feel like a lot of nerds are never happy <laughs> with anything ever um and, and and that's again that's why i try to do the the blake's buzz positivity and and if i don't like there's a lot of stuff i don't like you know what i do when i don't like it i don't, don't, I don't it. buy it i don't, don't recommend it, it. <laughs> yeah move on Super move easy. on um so yeah, it's, uh but it it boggles my mind that anybody would have any bad thing to say about you. And it also boggles my mind that anybody would ban your freaking book. Like, oh my god, like it's just insane. Yeah, it's but also we're it's kinda it's, it's kind of metal too though, because you get it's to kind you of metal. Tell me, you're like you're like, Yeah, my book's banned in five states. Yeah, I'm gonna require
1: <laughs> uh Joan Jets. I don't care about my bad reputation to play when I take the stage for any panel going forward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well Jared, yeah. this was this was super, super fun. Like I'm I'm super excited uh to release this. Uh I'm glad I'm I'm excited for my listeners to to check it out. I you know, I have a lot I have a lot of like older family listeners, so like I really hope yeah, people. Awesome, you know, buy buy your books and show it to their kids and enjoy it themselves. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure I'm going to order the first two hardcovers of Lunch Lately. Like, <laughs> Thanks, I, man. I appreciate it. I, I want it. Well, they only gave me, like, the one... The, the, we got the first two-in-one review mm-hmm. copy, right? And first of all, they... Bash the pages with this like review copy, like almost like a no smoking esque line through everything that says like review only. Oh, so, like, wow. And it, it like, uh, it, it oh. almost hindered the dialogue at some point. So I was like, weird.
1: I haven't it, seen that.
0: Yeah. So I was like, you know, I got to appreciate your art, but, you know, like uh, the, some of the splash pages, the way it was split up. So anyways, I, I already kind of wanted to, like, read it more efficiently. Um, <laughs> but and they're also like they're you're you're they're very affordable. These hard covers like you get them on Amazon. You can get them at well, we hope to get them at, at comic book shops sometimes. Right. We talked about that yeah. earlier. But
1: Well, you know, it's another another good place is bookshop.org. If you don't know about that.
0: Oh, I don't
1: bookshop.org. It's like all the ease of shopping on Amazon, but it supports an independent bookstore. So, Ooh. so either if you shop on bookshop.org, like money goes into a pot that gets distributed to independent bookstores, or say if you have a favorite independent bookstore, like anywhere in the country. You go to their website and then link into their bookshop account or whatever, and then they get a cut.
0: Well, I'm gonna have to check that out definitely. Um,
1: and, like it, it. And, it, and it gets you in a couple days. I mean, look, nice. you pay you pay a couple dollars extra, but you also don't colonize the moon, you know. So that kind of works yeah. out.
0: <laughs> you don't you don't fly <laughs> around in space in an oddly in space Yeah. <laughs> see i'm i'm trying to like no i'm c- control.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly what they look like
0: yep. <laughs> oh all right so uh so yes everybody like you have to read lunch lady it's so pure it's so funny uh stranger things vibes 007 vibes batman vibes in a in an environment in a in a, in a narrative environment that you would not expect it like get hyped push that sloppy joe button and buy these <laughs> books because they're so good and and i'm excited to check out some of your other stuff jedi academy is wonderful uh if, if you love star wars even if you're like an old you know getting old like me uh there they will make you laugh and it's just as we mentioned like on a dark day a little bit of light humor goes a long way and it was uh it was a wonderful day it was a wonderful way to start my day today and I was just uh, talking to you was so fun and, and I super appreciate you. Uh, taking the time out of your out of your day to uh, to come on Blake's Buzz and, and nerd out with me like this was so cool.
1: Uh, I'm I'm glad to know you. I appreciate you, and uh, I, I hope that we find each other in person at a con at some point.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, one day, right when when the world when the world heals. <laughs> yes, oh,
1: look, we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: So, I don't want
1: to be all like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football right now, but I feel <laughs> pretty good.
0: No, it's yeah, it's definitely getting better. Hopefully, maybe you know, until yeah. until you know Oma, the Omicron Eventually. sister cover. Be drops some yeah, shots. Zeta,
1: Zeta <laughs> beta. I don't know. The yeah, Catherine the... Zeta Jones variant is coming.
0: <laughs> at least, at least it's pretty. Um, <laughs> now, the the polite podcast host that I am, this is the this is the part of the show where I uh, ask you like. Where is a good place to follow you on on the the dreadful shores of social media that give us so much but taint so much simultaneously? Like, <laughs> where where do we find you keep track of new stuff coming out? You know, where are you most active at
1: Studio JJK on every single platform? Pretty much uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. LinkedIn, I use sometimes, but not really. Oh, but also Pinterest. I sort of they're doing videos now on Pinterest. Eventually, yeah, i've you know, you might be able to still find my MySpace. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> That's what we all need. Just burn them all down, and let's just bring back MySpace.
0: Yeah, like I want, I want the uh, the stress of like deciding the top eight. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like friends want... getting mad at you. Like, why am I not in your top eight? The the girl you asked out that said no, and and then she's not in your top eight anymore. She's like oh i saw you took me off your top eight and we like i saw you go on a date with the quarterback and not me sorry like you know, was- well
1: blake thanks for reminding me it's <laughs> always been a crappy place to be
0: that's so- <laughs> <laughs> what i'm here for <laughs> I, you guys come on blake's buzz to, to you, you can only Just go to get up your- from there yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: reminisce but then learn how crappy it used to be
0: (laughs) i i I gotta i gotta keep you grounded you know that's right You can you you fly too close to the sun
1: uh your wings will burn blake morgan those wax wings will melt and you'll come plummeting down to earth
0: (laughs) uh best of luck to everything you got coming out and uh again like this was this was an eye-opening experience and and i i get to tell everybody that i interviewed a new york times best-selling author which is i'm gonna make like a t-shirt and wear
1: yeah and he's like incredibly insecure he has trolls coming after him and uh deals with all the mental health stuff just like the rest of us
0: yeah but he (laughs) but he he came up with hutfield so like i came up with (laughs) Hutfield. So
1: if only if only i could take jabba the hot and have him hate mondays and love lasagna
0: (laughs) i mean i if you if you did a if you did a short clip, you know, do web comics like that's like that. Not, I should, yeah. Just do Hutfield web comics.
1: I, I I I should, and then they make it a, like make it look like a treasury from
0: 1982. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd do it, <laughs> and then then you like do a few of those, and everybody loves it. And then you do a Kickstarter, and then like you already have like a big following. So, like... And
1: then my editor at at Lucas would be like, "Can no? Can you just?" Yeah you
0: don't you don't have the just, rights
1: to this You just not yeah <laughs>
0: what, are, what are rights yeah
1: what are... <laughs> oh man it was great chatting with you blake great to great to get to know you a little bit
0: thank you uh yeah you too man best of luck to everything you got going on keep writing keep on being positive and keep uh keep getting those kids into comics so that you know we can we can keep them uh keep them going as they get older and keep that love alive that's all we can hope for right
1: absolutely absolutely